Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. Oh, AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Nice. Yes. Hey, Z Nation fans, it is good to be back. How are we all doing tonight? Uh, I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> you don't say. A so lot many of feelings. feelings. All of the feelings. 400 all, feelings. All of the feelings. Hi, hey guys. Welcome to another edition of the Z Nation After Buzz After Show. Thank you guys so much for joining us because it's the beginning of season two. Let yes. me introduce my fantastic panel, Michelle Cullen. Hello, fantastic humans. <laughs> Twitter. Twitter. Oh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen because I'm super creative. <laughs> Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaxet, K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm your host, Megan Salinas, and you can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. We are also going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag ABTVZNation for those of you on Twitter watching the live stream. And for you guys, we also have two very, very special guests joining us tonight. First of all, Michael Welch. What's going on, guys? Good to be back. And Michael Cassett. Hello. Yeah. Nice to be back, too. We have Michael squared. Yeah, Yeah, Michael Michael and Michael. Yeah, it's gonna Let's do be this, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> gonna be our own sitcom. It's gonna be great. Yes, That's right. a sitcom and the zombie apocalypse. Ah, uh, well, we sort of have that a little bit with this episode. We have this show. <laughs> Well, let's let's talk a little bit about how we feel after this first initial episode because we have a lot of interesting things going on. There's like a darker motif, but at the same time, there's still that kind of black humor that's really what makes the show really endearing. Mm-hmm. It started off with the nuclear apocalypse. It did. <laughs> like, where do you go from there? I my feelings on this particular one. All through the first season, every episode was pretty much self-contained. The story within the episode reached an end, and there may have been a few things left open, but for the most part, this is the end of this story. We move on. This episode, we hit the end, and I'm like, that's not the whole episode. The story's not over yet. Where are we going? So it's a very different style of writing, and it's going to take me a little time to get used to it. Yeah, I I was expecting another 20 minutes when when the credits started to roll. Do the Doctor Who thing and give us like an 85-minute starter or something. Just a really (laughs) random, arbitrary number of minutes. (laughs) I was going to say, they tied it up really, really nicely in the beginning. Um, Just that cliffhanger at the end of season one. But I got hung up, and I actually needed to go back and watch it again. I got hung up when Dr. Curian went into a lead (laughs) fridge. I was like, no, that does not work. Do not go Indiana Jones on us. Do Do not not do it. (laughs) This worked in the Crystal Skull. Oh, God, I'm in pain. Yeah, at least not that Indiana Jones. (laughs) An attempt was made. He's probably super irradiated at this point. 
Although something I do appreciate, if you are going to go the lead, you know, refrigerator route, at least they showed that he was on fire. They did. <laughs> it was much more realistic. Yeah. Yeah. If there is such a thing in that situation. <laughs> now, I don't want to get really into predictions, but is there any possibility that the missile defense didn't actually go and that what we're seeing is all just, from this point on, it's all just Citizen Z's dream as the as the nuclear apocalypse is raining down upon him? Is there any right, chance and that at that's the end what... of the season, it just picks up exactly where the first season left off? Exactly. Yeah. Well, with <laughs> our show, finale. <laughs> I mean, we had two episodes in a row last year where it was like, oh, it's a dream. Oh, it's a dream again. So you, you never that's know. True. We're always going to yeah. keep you on your toes. Yeah. We're, you know, we like that. <laughs> and, well, by the way, it is, it is a good point, too. I mean, last year it was kind of like, yeah, there was sort of an overarching story, but at the same time, each episode was kind of its own little action adventure like different level of a video game you know in, yeah. in a sense but this year there really is just kind of one story it's more sort of focused and and you know there's kind of one you know arc by the end of the season so it was a little weird to end the episode and be like wait wait right. really yeah no we we but, still yeah. have things to do citizen z was walking out you can't just yeah. end and not show us where he walked to if i'm not back in five minutes you can't do anything. You're a dog. Right. Just wait longer. <laughs> you turn that Just ship around and you come get me. But from from a writing standpoint, kind of making it more of an overarching story, at least for at least for the beginning, um, was the idea behind that that so many people have been watching on Netflix that that's sort of changing the way we watch television. Yeah, there was a little of that. I mean, I, I the episodes will have contained stories, but it is true, especially with with one and two this season, that they are almost just part one and part two because there's just so much you owe from last season to okay we've got to wrap this up where is everybody bring them all together well that's almost half the episode so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, just yes. getting the band back <laughs> together getting get the band back in the in the van so yeah um yeah it's, it's not a huge change for us because we still have some crazy standalone moments i'll just leave it at that which uh based on the preview that we got at the end of the episode it yeah. looks like there's going to be so many fun things this season well and we got a little bit of that at comic-con actually asking about are we going to have any themed episodes there's going to be a huck finn one there's going to be <laughs> yeah. there's going to be all sorts of crazy stuff so i'm looking forward to that it's so exciting and it looked like there was a swamp zombie at one point because why not Right. Um, so you you mentioned that a good portion of this episode was just kind of getting the band back together, having all of these characters reunite. And I kind of want to talk about some of these reunions because I think for a lot of them, they weren't what I was anticipating in terms of having these characters come back together. Because everybody is left at such an, not an odd place, so to speak, yes, uh, last season, but like everybody was left in a place where I didn't know if it was possible for them to come back together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or to live. Well, yeah. yeah, first of all, yeah, Not being sure. alive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, the word this year uh, for the show that, that Carl, our creator, keeps using is conflict. That's that's our season. Inner conflict within that group. I mean, we've all been through so much together, and yet, because of our situation, you know, we're kind of forced to, to figure it out and because we really are our best chance to survive. And, you know, and then you got this new character coming in, um, the Matt Sedano character who was introduced for a second, and we you don't really know his motives or what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. So... It's yeah. I would say um, inner conflict within the group uh, is as much of a driving force behind the season as anything. Yeah. Can we talk about Mac and Addie's reunion? Yes. Be- sure. <laughs> because this this w- again, it's not what I was anticipating. Because yeah. by the time he gets there, 
the the area where she's been at has been the sisters of mercy are all dead having absolutely nothing to do with the bombs right what little kids came back She's and a very burned angry the place to the ground boy i would watch that tv program <laughs> it'd be awful but i'd watch like, it would be really really hard to watch because it's nothing but destruction coming through it's like watching a saw movie well it like each of these reunions in and of the, in themselves could have been their own standalone episode yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But so, then we're at episode six in the season, <laughs> and then the season starts. And they're only just now getting back together. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the the reason we kind of have it. You know, it's really about episode one and a half before we kind of ramp into the new. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I love that this 13-year-old figured out, oh, they sent me out here to die, came back, killed everyone, and let the zombie bear out like, holy cow, dude. Are you still alive, or did the bear get you? Yeah, that uh, we never really get that answer. We just know that everybody, with the exception of her and Pie Girl, are dead. <laughs> oh, Pie Girl. Oh, Pie Girl. The I people loved, who count. I loved how passive-aggressive Mac was in that moment of, well, I guess you really can't trust men. Like, <laughs> they were right. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's an interesting thing, man. And I honestly, I, I struggled with this at first. I really had to talk with the, the, the higher-ups about it because, from my mind, it's like, well, if, if Mac is this upset, if he really feels this betrayed... Why doesn't he just move on? You know, why why doesn't he just leave? And I, I think the answer is because he can't. I mean, this isn't just some normal relationship in mm-hmm. in, in a regular world. Um, so much of Mac's identity and so much of his ability to survive up to this point has been wrapped around protecting Addie and and the the well being of her and, and the safety of her. And, and in his mind, is if she's not in his eyesight, then she's not safe. You know, so. Um, I think he sort of feels trapped, and and at the same time, it's like, at a certain point, you know, if if there's a betrayal in any sort of relationship, and one party goes back to him, but then continues to not forgive them, and is just mean to them the whole time, then at that point, that becomes just as unfair. So, Mac and Addie have a lot to work out. It's very complicated, but I, I think, you know, I, I think it's it's answered as much as anything else in Mac's line, you know, when, when he's like... When she asks him, um, well, then why are we even looking for these people? And he goes, I got nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he really, that really is where it starts out for Mac. And, and early on, I don't know how he sees how they're going to get past this, but really just knows no other life at this point. Yeah, he it, he it, he's been defining himself by protecting her, right. and now that they're back together, it's like, what is the next step? And yeah, he had nothing outside of her, so he really doesn't have anything else to do. And it is that underlining, you chose someone else over me. You decided that this wasn't worth it to you anymore, and you picked a different family. And now that family's gone, so you're coming back. And how do I feel about that? Well, Well, and admittedly, she's probably still not super stable right now. (laughs) No, and the truth is, I mean, her decision really did make sense to stay. But from Mac's point of view, it's like, I never could have done that to you. That never would have even been an option for me. I'd, I'd rather die than... Than have betrayed you like that. So um, it may not be totally fair, but it's it's just it's how Mac looks at the world at this point, which you know is kind of his strength and his weakness because it's what's allowed him to survive. There are imperfect relationships in the apocalypse too. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine that's kind of the default for relationships yeah. in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. This, this is <laughs> actually this is actually the normal one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been wondering how much time has passed. Um, how long was he like waiting outside of the commune while 
while the apocalypse was raining down because we because at one point in the episode Murphy says he found a place a week ago so I'm wondering exactly how much time has passed since the bombs touched down to when all of our characters meet back up there's a bit of a jump there I mean in fact it, it could be several weeks before exactly yeah Mac and Addie actually connect with them but yeah it's you have the, this opening kind of you know, recap and, and continuation from the end of last season. And then there is a jump of days or weeks before we, uh, before Murphy's set up in his world and, and Mac and Eddie catch up with him. So, yeah. Certainly enough time for Mac to have gotten a sick new beanie and jacket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love the beanie. Developed a limp. Yeah. Right. I couldn't help but notice that he's got a much darker wardrobe now, which I feel kind of reflects the conflict. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but I Absolutely. totally picked up on it. Yeah. Well, good. No, that's that's exactly right. I, right? Yeah, completely. <laughs> right? Yes. Every, every detail. Every detail is thought out. Yeah. yeah, even though there's a lot of comedy, we've definitely hit certain points within the series where we're like, this is... We're dealing with some dark stuff. You know, mm-hmm. we had a doctor of death, you know, at the end of last season, and he's still around. So that's going to be... It's going to be interesting. In what condition? We don't know. <laughs> Two-Face. <Yeah. laughs> he just gets this coin. <laughs> Well, maybe three. Three, three you know, faces. Okay. That's true. Radiation. You just kind of have That's this thing true. in the middle. <laughs> just a this little side line. is broken from the fridge. This is okay. And then this side is burned to hell. Yeah. His nose go. is fine. Everything else is Although awful. Although we, we have uh, created a very interesting, with in terms of the literal fallout, we have certain areas that they can't touch now. They have to be mm-hmm. very careful about where they go. And certain areas that they're probably going to have to go through are in ruin now. I mean, Warren said it, like, Murphy's decision killed millions of people. Mm-hmm. And and that's a reality that they are going to have to deal with for the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. And now everyone knows Murphy's name. I mean, the episode's <laughs> the called Murphy. The Murphy because of that really desperate broadcast from Citizen Z. Yeah, I mean, that's a last-ditch effort from someone who thinks he's about to die and whose entire monitor setup just uh, needs tech support really badly. Yeah, let's, let's talk about not only that radio broadcast that's been going on, but there was another radio broadcast we got only a little bit of the, a snippet of, and it was a series of numbers. And the only reason I bring it up is because it was brought up twice within the episode, and Addie made this distinct comment that it sounds like some sort of code. So is... What could that possibly be? Just a series of numbers? Is that like the number corresponds with a letter of the alphabet? What is that? But That's number, a secret message? Number broadcasting stations are also a thing. Aren't they just, I, I don't know the reasons behind this, but I remember hearing about them in a place that was not Welcome to Night Vale. I was going to say, the only place I've heard of it is Welcome to Night Vale. But so it's, it's unsettling it's a thing. to me. It's a test <laughs> channel, or it's just to confirm that things are working. Like, broadcast stations that only do numbers are not a thing of fiction. They exist. That could be. I like to think I kind of believe that it's a deeper meaning that's going to come back if they made a comment about it. But I will say when I first watched it, <laughs> you're just smiling. Um, when I first watched it, I had flashbacks to Lost. Yeah. <laughs> I was a big Lost fan and I was like, numbers. <laughs> numbers and radio broadcast. So, we were thinking of doing it in French. But, <laughs> really? really? But just, no. Just Any as a tribute? For that? An homage? Yeah. Just, to uh, Lost. But, yeah. Or it could be lotto. I mean... <laughs> the winning lotto numbers are... <laughs> it's just a very long number. It takes all day, and then it repeats. <laughs> but, 
I, I would like it if Desmond was in pie. a bunker somewhere, just with the typing in the numbers into the computer, yeah. just over and over again. Into his NEC from 1992. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Otherwise, more nuclear explosions are going to go off <laughs> because that's exactly what we need. But <laughs> we also had a broadcast that was in Spanish. That yeah, they up. and uh, that's where our other bounty hunters come in. Because now that Citizen Z has literally, out of desperation, put a price on Murphy's head, that means all of these all of these people are coming out of the woodwork. And a pattern for season one was them just kind of trying to get to their destination, going through, meeting people, ruining their lives, and essentially <laughs> yeah. wrecking every place they went through. This is a shift. Because now they're going to have to be people coming after them. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to beat them off with sticks. Exactly. That's a completely different dynamic. They're going to have to slow down in order to wreck people's lives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you can't just go from point A to point B. Yeah. You have to stand your ground a little bit, and that's going to be very difficult for them. Well, and given casting announcements and things that Carl has said in interviews, that uh, Spanish broadcast is a good bit of foreshadowing. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Does anyone here speak Spanish? <laughs> Probably everybody, but... uh, (laughs) Not me. French. um, Oddly enough. But yeah, I I do want to talk about uh, a little bit more of the reunions, because we have Murphy and Cassandra as well. And and I want to say, I think a lot of people were really surprised when we have that initial cut to Murphy, and he's just like the silver surfer, because he shed his skin, and he looks like he's covered... like. It's not skin anymore. I don't know what it is, but he's the silver surfer now. This wonderful bluish tone. We've got a question on Twitter from Alicia Perez. What color was Murphy's skin? I wasn't sure if it was blue or gray. It's kind of blue-gray. It's actually white and gold. It's white and gold. Yeah, yeah. How dare you? Exactly. How dare you? Oh my god. You've been sitting on that one, haven't you? No, that just came to me. It's like a gift. I mean, on set, it's it's pretty much, you know, a vivid blue. And yeah. then we it goes through, like, filtering in the editing process. Yeah. And then it, you know, sort of evolves into that. Yeah, it depends yeah. On, the, on the lighting. You know, yeah. outside, inside, it will look different. So, but yeah, it's more blue than anything. Mm-hmm. He's a blue man. <laughs> he needs a group. Exactly. Yeah. Well, he keeps he running away from his group is what's is that's the problem. His group is now dead people. Yeah, he's yeah. got a bunch of zombie groupies now. Uh, as he's continuing to change and evolve, he's working on his what he deemed zombie whispering. And he is the he is literally the worst person in the world to have received these <laughs> abilities because he squanders them. Well, that's what happens when your test subjects are a bunch of prisoners. Yeah, uh, they I mean, don't yeah, want to really, be there. They're already in jail for doing something, and it's like, well, yeah, they didn't oops. start with nuns. You know, <laughs> yeah. come on. You're testing this vaccine on inmates who have done questionable things, and then yeah. you know if it works, it's going to be like, do I really want to help you guys? Well, and I liked yeah. your theory about why he was in prison. We were chatting about this the other night. Oh, yeah. We uh, we know that he's in jail for mail fraud, but we thought it would be very interesting if that had been, like, the least shady thing uh, <laughs> that he had done and that it, it just happened to be the thing that took him down and um, took him to jail, much like Al Capone getting, you know, hit with tax evasion. Yes. Yeah, Murphy has a, he has a record. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Will we ever find out what it is? We're going to find out more, yes. All right, all okay, right. good. Hooray. Within this season? This season. Yeah. Find out. You'll know more about Murphy than you really need to. We already do. 
I mean, <laughs> he definitely had a couple zombies make out, and then this, the stripper scene was hysterical. <laughs> oh my god! And then Megan's comment on that. Yeah, she can only do that twice. <laughs> Gonna need a new zombie after tw- after two times. Yeah, you know. But yeah. um, and uh, but him and Cassandra, that like after she takes out the first bounty hunter to come out of the woodwork, uh, it's going to be very interesting because they are now. They are now a pair, not mm-hmm. not necessarily romantically involved, but she has become very important to him uh, for one reason or another. And what she is is something new. She she insists she's not a zombie, but we can see that she has changed. And we can see that probably the most that we can see that is both when she is reunited with Murphy and now she's very much staying by his side. And when she's reunited with 10K, because when she's reunited with the rest of the group, there's almost no reaction yep. there. Yeah. That was very sad. It, it's it going to be interesting to see, too, like, because I, I feel like the way Murphy treats Cassandra is, is ultimately what could potentially either, for lack of a better word, humanize him throughout the course of the season or... You know, or just turn him into a, a, a complete monster, you know? I mean, because it, it's really kind of unclear what his feelings towards Cassandra are right now. Is, is, is she his slave? Is she like, does, does he love her like a pet? Like, is it, is it like That's a true. daughter? Does he not care about her at all? She's just a loyal servant? I mean, we just don't know yet. And I think that, you know, um, that's ultimately to me what's going to determine how we feel about Murphy throughout the course of the season because I, I actually I think it makes a lot of sense if you look at it from his perspective like I'm kind of the king of my own domain here and you shall be my queen why would, yeah. <laughs> he dressed her up like a go-go dancer and Cheyenne I Wyoming I loved that shopping scene so much I just imagine Keith Allen going in like to makeup and getting full body makeup and then being handed his wardrobe like here have a kimono <laughs> and yeah. just gonna go with it kimono and a set of headphones yes I, I've lived in Cheyenne, <laughs> so there was definitely a few moments of, oh no, that's not Cheyenne. There's too many hills. Those hills are like three feet high. There's too many hills. Yeah. <laughs> Just for one, if the bomb went off in Fort Collins, Cheyenne's like a 45 minute drive away. It wouldn't be there. It would be gone. There would be no Wyoming. Well, people keep talking about our bombs like they're five megaton things. This is the whole idea. This was a sani- you know, sanitary. In fact, these may not even be atomic. They may be just super high, liquefied explosives, all this kind of stuff. So that's our... We did our research. Okay, Okay. awesome. Awesome. There were were things that were uh, designed to destroy facilities, not to destroy cities. Not to destroy humanity at large. Yeah. I mean, you're going to talk about... We throw the term around like millions of people got killed. There aren't millions of people left. That's true. Yeah. She's, she Especially might be exaggerating a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe Cheyenne, two. Two Cheyenne people. Definitely a, has a target. A and thousand a here, a so. thousand there. <laughs> <laughs> and and Murphy makes an interesting point when when that's brought up to him. He's like, I'm not even sure humanity's worth saving anymore. And given the just given the preview that we have and the type of shady people that are going to be coming after him, he may have a point. You know, at this yeah. point, humanity may be too far gone. Well, and even when the defense system activated, Citizen C was like, what are we doing with ourselves? So he was watching it on his monitors and seeing all of these missiles going to different locations. And he's like, why? Why is humanity like this? And I think it's a question that's going to be asked repeatedly. Which was kind of Mac's point, too, by the way. I mean, ironically, I think Mac and Murphy have the most in common. (laughs) I'm worried now. I I know. He's not in a good place. No, not at all. 
Actually, nobody, come. nobody's in it. No, <laughs> yeah. 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 the apocalypse They're in Cheyenne. I'm, I, I apologize <laughs> to any viewers from Cheyenne. I didn't They're have a good couple of years there. They're in a so. zombie strip club in Cheyenne, in Cheyenne <laughs> during Wyoming. the apocalypse. <laughs> this is literally the lowest point you could possibly get. <laughs> to someone who grew up in suburbia, Cheyenne, Wyoming is the middle of football nowhere. Yeah. So it's just like, well, if you needed a place to hide, that is the place to do it. But Zombie Strip Club, add Beverly Hills to it. It's not... <laughs> is it marginally worse? <laughs> there is actually a movie, I want to say, called like Zombie Strippers or something oh, like yeah. that. I'm, I'm not, sure there not, is. If not, there will be. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure it exists. It does exist, starring Pamela Anderson and Robert England. Don't okay. ask me why I know that. I've never seen it, you know but I know it is Robert England. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but um so so he, Murphy makes this point that maybe humanity isn't worth saving and we actually see something that kind of undermines his point that there are still good people living in this world when Warren goes out kind of looking for help. Doc has been injured. He's still he still has a gunshot wound. So she splits off from the two of them to try to find some help. And in in the way, we get this really, probably the coolest action sequence, apart from zombie ballroom blitz that we get at the end. Um, but we get a really cool action sequence with a lot of, like, double headshots. She yeah. really utilized those four bullets very well. Um, but we have somebody who's at the brink of committing suicide because in her mind she's failed her mission to having to save somebody and possibly give her life to someone else and actually seeing what appears to be a very good family still trying to make it in the zombie apocalypse. And yeah, yep. we we were very skeptical of this family. You were all and waiting <laughs> for them to turn into zombies. We, I or know to it. die. Yeah. Or to turn into cannibals. Or to yeah. have like a weird cage of zombies in the backyard that they just keep as a defense right. weapon. Like we something weird. We were expecting Woodbury. We, we or were ex- the cult. Or the Sisters of Mercy. Or we were ex- or the strangers. We were, we were waiting <laughs> for either we were waiting for either the moment where it turns out that they've been evil this whole time and we were just waiting for the the pin to drop. But we were also, if they weren't evil, we were expecting them to die. We were expecting that house to just burn to the ground before the episode was done. And there's our sad commentary on humanity (laughs) right now. Clearly we have this preconceived notion that, like, you can't be good and survive. The show has trained us for that. Everyone that we've seen is like, oh, these are good people. They either get completely screwed over, or it turns out, surprise, they're not actually good people. Again, I bring you back to the cult, and I bring you back to the Sisters of Mercy. if they are good good. people, they die trying to help our heroes. That's the screwed over part. I bring you back to the cult. Like, straight up dead. (laughs) I remember when I first started watching this, and I commented, like, three episodes in how much I really like Garnett as a character and everything. They just... And we're sitting here with popcorn, like, "Mm mm-hmm. They held really? their tongues and they just made that face. And I was like, I can't have nice things, can I? No. <laughs> and then sure enough, I watched, you know, Resurrection Z. And of course, I, I can't have nice things. Well, and that worries me for guest booking now because everything <laughs> I got, everyone I talked to is, oh, you need him for episode six. You need him for episode six. It's a really good episode for his character. And yeah, I'm like, not, okay. Not episode him. seven. And then when, episode oh, my God. So every time now I hear, oh, you need this person for this episode. It's Don't really good. That. I'm like, no, 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 no. Well, I'm sorry we've shaped your minds into such cynicism around. No, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) But it it was actually really poignant to actually have that because we do have a good group of people who are making it. 
and they didn't have anything nefarious going on. They're just a group of people trying to get by who haven't resorted to all of those things yet that the rest of the world has. And it was just this tiny little glimmer of, you know, amidst Murphy's, like, hand-waving, oh, thousands of people are dead, who cares, humanity is lame anyway. It was just this little glimmer of, no, some things are still worth fighting for. They're also extremely isolated. That, too. <laughs> that is, t- And they probably haven't had, like, steak in a long time, either. <laughs> Eh, point. Yeah. Oh God, zombie no, animals. Yeah. You know. You, <laughs> took me a minute. They're they're vegetarians. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty pretty severe there. Really liking that goat cheese though. Definitely <laughs> a plus. You just keep the animal alive, and you. I swear, Ew, Philly no, feast no, broke no, me. No. 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 Philly feast broke me. Gross. That, that was yeah. gross, man. <laughs> <laughs> no more cannibals for right now. I'm, yeah, I'm happy Team with... Team Survival's no longer on the show. I don't know if you guys have noticed. Team Survival <laughs> is no longer on the show, and we miss them. But Team Stay the Hell Away from Team Survival <laughs> is still here. We're doing all right. We're doing <laughs> I think okay. we made the right decision. And people who are just tuning in are like, who the hell is Team Survival? I haven't technically committed to a team yet. Let's see. <laughs> Given your reaction, you ain't Team Survival. I'm not. I, w- I don't think I would eat people. <laughs> no. That's definitely a plus. Um, but okay, so we, we've talked about these guys and we've kind of talked about um, a few different things and just humanity at large. Let's talk about iTunes real quick. I was if we waiting can. for that. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, thank you guys so, so much for supporting the show. It really means the world to us when we get feedback on how much you've been not only enjoying Z Nation, but also our after show. And we know we've been gone for a little while, but it, we're back. We're back. And we're very excited to hear all of you guys who are on the hashtag on Twitter. And we're also very excited to uh, to get back to talking to people who have who commented actually on iTunes while we were in the hiatus. Um, one person who question mark who gave us five stars said we have a pretty cool podcast. Uh, almost a watch party uh, by ten knife foot, <laughs> and they had to say it's nice to hear some other points of view after I watch each episode, which is definitely a great one. And then Wicked Pinto also left a pretty long review saying zombie celebrities and. Uh, <laughs> we know. Yes. Oh, we know. <laughs> and they left a pretty long review. Also gave us five stars. So thank you guys so, so much. Uh, if you guys want to help support us, that is a great way to do it. Go to iTunes, leave a comment, let us know what you think of our show, because, hey, guess what? That helps the network as a whole. It helps us keep the lights on. helps us keep keep us in these seats that we're currently in right now. And helps us book guests. Dad. Like Dad Michael too. Squared. <laughs> so... Do you guys want to talk about Pie Girl a little bit? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> because I we we knew that when we left her all those episodes ago that there was no way we we were just going to leave that alone and that we weren't going to come back to it. Murphy got luckier than any than he had any right to be. There's no <laughs> way that that wasn't going to come back. Yeah, he w- he was the only one by the way last season. I don't I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I mean part of season 1 it was it was kind of the the blue ball season of Zenation. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we um we we definitely had dinner out before certain parties died. It counts. Mm-hmm. It counts. <laughs> we're, we're it depends on what rules you're using. No. Oh, <laughs> it counts. No. Uh, 
There's no way for me to comment on this without nope. it being explicit on no, it. So I'm just going to say you're wrong and <laughs> we're moving on. Right <laughs> its last name is Sex. It counts. Mm, the the whole idea is that nobody gets to finish. That's that's what they mean by blue balls. Season. Yes. <laughs> True. So I'm going to just... Again, it's just called a general air of unsatisfaction. There, there you, go. you go. I like that. There you go. There, that was a much There's more tactical way yeah, of saying satisfaction. I apologize to iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna get in trouble anyway. No, we're not. It'll be fine. But you're right to bring up that that was that was an overarching theme, and Murphy was the only one that got lucky. And it's just just what is the karma and irony in the zombie apocalypse? Because clearly, it's just this different level than it is. For society I, right now. I will always love, where did you get the cigarette? <laughs> Just, that's that, the priority there. Where did you get pretty the cigarette? Great. But what we have here are the ramifications of yes. Murphy's conditions. And we see that she's pregnant, and it's kind of funny. But again, it makes me wonder how much time has passed. Clearly, it's been several months. She Either is that, extremely or this pregnant. Is, or this is an accelerated process. Like a zombie, twilight baby. Zombie rules. <laughs> zombie rules. There are they no do rules. They their own things. Yeah. But yeah, it maybe maybe Murphy isn't zombie Jesus. Maybe the real cure is going to be, you know, this baby. This baby and that that is going to be the key to kind of solving the zombie apocalypse? I, I don't know. I thought of it that way. I just thought that this series really liked zombie babies and that we needed one per season. That could be it as well. It doesn't have to be one answer. <laughs> a little it can of be column A, a little of column B. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Yeah. But, like, just the, the very last shot that we get in this episode is just this very unsettling picture of her being very, very pregnant and being able to communicate with the baby and actually having some sort of psychic connection to Murphy as well. Which way is daddy? And there's just this handprint on her stomach that slides to the left like it's unlocking an iPhone. <laughs> that away. He went that away, mom. <laughs> it, yeah, that way. It's just like No, but I do think there could be some conflict conflict with this baby because if everybody's after Murphy and there's a bounty on Murphy's head for his blood and his blood is passed on to this child, um, if bounty hunters that are vicious and ruthless realize that there is an infant that also carries the antibodies they need, they might start going after the kid and going after Pie Girl. Yeah, exactly. Can we call her by her name? <laughs> Serena, Serena, correct? Serena. Serena. Yeah, Serena, Serena. Serena. I don't know why I thought that Selena. we just call her Pie Girl. <laughs> I do like Pie Girl. I mean, her Twitter says Pie Girl, so. Yeah. <laughs> She's very proud. I, I knew she imagine. had a name, but for the longest time, I was like, I, I just know where is Pie Girl. I don't recall what actually is her name. We had to look it up on IMDb. I would imagine that she's not actually going to catch up with the rest of the crew until, like, episode six. I think it's going to be a bit. I don't know. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm going to guess episode three. I'm going to guess earlier. Just Megan? with the pacing of this show. I, I think way sooner than that. Uh, this show moves at a really fast clip. There's no way we're going to wait for six episodes to have characters come back together. I'm just expecting Benny Hills cross country. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be interesting too for the audience to see because this is this is a new thing that we're introducing to the show. This is a half breed, you know, mixing <laughs> with <laughs> a human. Dead. What is that going to create? Dead and undead. It's Oh, could the baby be like Blade of Zombies? <laughs> Zomblade. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I would love that. And we don't know if it's a boy or a girl, so. And that's how we know you love it because you didn't boo me for that pun. Yeah. yeah. 
I, wow. I forgave it. I forgave it. <laughs> but I'm just really excited at the idea of like a zombie version of Blade. That sounds really awesome. I just this could be Twilight, but with zombies done better, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that maybe maybe in Twilight was never okay. <laughs> maybe Rosemary's on baby. I mean, who? oh god, <laughs> oh maybe that was a little different. Though. <laughs> little different. <laughs> but but you're absolutely right. This is something new. This is uncharted territory, not only for this show, but kind of for the zombie genre in general. The right. last time I saw like a zombie baby that wasn't you know besides last the first season. episode but was actually a Peter, Peter Jackson's first feature film Dead Alive or Brain Dead depending on where you pick it up oh, yeah. oh was that the one with the priest yes okay. that was the one with the priest who said I kick ass for the lord <laughs> So that was the last time I've seen a zombie baby, and that thing was a monster. So I, I'm really concerned, like, this baby could be a really good thing in terms of finding a cure or a way to at least maybe make the zombie population docile, but it could also just be this horrible, horrible thing. I don't know. I look at it like it's three-quarters human, because it still hasn't really been determined that Murphy is, you know... Going more, I mean, he kind of is, but like he's going native a little bit. (laughs) Where his blood and antibodies and DNA, like where that split is. If we're gonna go full saw, it might eat its way out of mom. Ugh, that no, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. That's why I said it's a possibility, and that's what's terrifying. (laughs) That's true. It could very well go. Our initial zombie baby killed a full-grown army-trained man. (laughs) That's very true. The army doesn't train against babies. No, no one anticipated Especially that. zombie babies. Not until now. Not, yeah, now yeah. they will. Yeah. I was like, this is your target. It's only about a foot and a half high. But um, you, again, kind of going back to what you were saying about one of the overarching themes for last season, what what kind of overarching themes are we looking to explore this season? Because this is very much a new chapter. Well, if, I'm trying to remember what... We kept telling ourselves because we've been now living with season two for a while. But the first one was try to get on mission, and now it's try to restart the mission. Mm. And is the mission worth restarting? Just continually facing that. So, because yeah, first season we had Murphy was basically being punted around like a football, and there yeah. wasn't a lot he could do. And now he can definitely fight back because you can't go anywhere without zombies, and he could just be like you. Do the thing. Yeah, he's, and they will. He's yeah. been empowered. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you were saying that a big part of this next season is going to be conflict. And Murphy, because there was no conflict in this show beforehand. <laughs> but interpersonal conflict. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Murphy, you know, having now this kind of sense of power, and power is definitely going to his head, what is going to kind of get him to listen to Warren again? He and Warren are going to be butting heads probably this entire season. Mm-hmm. So the pieces we have in play here are three different radio podcasts, not having any idea what's going on with Citizen Z, Murphy being able, being better able to control zombies, and bounty hunters coming out of every orifice. <laughs> We've set a pretty good chessboard here. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I think the, the stakes are just so much higher for the group this year because now every single human... I mean, human beings were always dangerous because you just never know what they're capable of, but now... It's like every single person represents, you know, someone who's like could potentially be trying to to kill us. Um, and and also, you know, we, we haven't really talked about this, but you know, if you think about it, there's probably a lot of uh, radiation going around. Mm-hmm. There, there we might have to be on the run a bit from from that, you know. And then and then you talk about the interpersonal conflicts between the group. I mean, it's 
it, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> it's going to be an insane. And then year. on top of all of that, we still have the different types of zombies right. that are all over America. And last year, we we had radioactive zombies. So who knows how the radiation fallout is going to affect the different types of zombies that we've already been seeing. We also had Viagra zombies. <laughs> uh, that, that's just one of those, yep. yep. For good reason, those were only referenced. Complete <laughs> yeah. opposite ends of the spectrum there. <laughs> Although I did Are like- they really opposite? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I did like and on um, that note. <laughs> I did like I, I got to talk to um a couple people on the red carpet at Comic Con this past year and um Anastasia and Pisay said that their uh their preference for uh what type of zombie they would like to see this season was a Ryan Reynolds zombie. And that <laughs> yeah. that is an idea I can get behind. Well, we know yeah. we're getting celebrity zombies. That bit of casting has been announced on the photos out, so Yeah. yeah. And so did that's it, a thing. Didn't DJ and who is with DJ? Nikkei. Nikkei. Uh, no. 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 Ten K is what I was thinking of. <laughs> um, but they were talking about like cute little hamster zombies or zombie pets and incorporating that. And I was like, that's two very different extremes. I love it. Can we yeah. both? <laughs> I will <laughs> yes, say that please. I still want zombies. Like a swarm of bee just, zombies. Like I want it. I feel like the bees died out. Well, real, real quick. <laughs> too close to home there. Real quick, we do need to talk a little bit about <laughs> Citizen Z and then and then wrap up. I'm afraid we're running a little short on time tonight. But you you guys brought up Citizen Z. Uh, he is actually getting into the fray a little bit, and this is like the first time we've seen him assaulted by a couple different things mm-hmm. that wasn't kind of his own, you know, oxygen deprivation <laughs> um, hallucination. So because of the because of the bomb, we have thawed zombies coming after him. And correct me if I'm wrong, these were the people who abandoned him to stay at Northern Light. Yep. So yep. these are people that he knew. And and that's always kind of really tough because not only is he outnumbered and they're surprisingly fast for having been in the snow for so long. Uh, but well, well preserved in ice. Yeah, exactly. Ah. There you go. They're surprisingly quick. Um, but yeah, it's he's no longer safe. That was supposed to be the safest place, but mm-hmm. the temperature has risen. He's not safe there anymore. Yeah, we. It, blah, I just lost all my words. And he basically barricaded himself and the dog up in his little command center, so he is cut off from everything else in there, all the food, all the supplies, all of the everything, which is why we have the take the baseball bat, you stay, and then running out, because... They need food, and it's there, but there's zombies hiding all over the dang place, and you don't know. Yep. And that's the last we see of him in this episode. He just runs out with a bat. Complete cliffhanger. No resolution there. If I'm not back in five minutes, you're hosed because you're a dog. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's going to be very interesting, even if he is able to dispatch all these zombies, is he going to be able to stay there? Because he's set this, you know, recorded message... And who knows how the temperature in the area is going to be affected mm-hmm. if more zombies could come. And then if that's the case, is he going to have to abandon ship? And if that, if so, where's he going to go and how's he going to survive yeah. out there? I don't know yeah. if he's able to abandon ship. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see. Well, what he know. needed was a front door. <laughs> there just wasn't one. No, he had absolutely no way to keep them from coming in. Yeah. Or to keep the blast from coming in. I mean, his monitors are hosed. And, and I know and most of his base is damaged too. That's the yeah. other thing. So Exactly. It's Those not the stronghold monitors. that it was. Right. He's completely vulnerable now. Yep. So anyway, that pretty yep. much wraps it up. Um let's let's talk about some predictions real quick for this season. I know we've been speculating a little bit. And now 
I love that light show. <laughs> Can we apply? Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, please do. Right. Lie through your teeth. It'll be great. Yeah, <laughs> you can give fake spoilers if you want. It's three, it's three truths and a lie. Now, <laughs> No, three lies and a truth. <laughs> That's the way it goes. I like the first one better. <laughs> We're not going to get them. I know. I can dream. So, again, as you brought as you brought up, we have a lot of players on the chessboard. We have a lot of different moving pieces and we now have targets on everybody's back. And technically, the whole band's not quite back together yet because Murphy and Cassandra took off. So, mm-hmm. where do we think we're going to be, not only in the next episode, but this season as a whole? Again, I, I did that interview with Carl, so I know. So. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers! Um, I... As a whole, I'm not sure. I feel like Dr. Korean's coming back, and I don't think he's going to be a zombie. I think he's going to be slowly feeling the effects of radiation and hopefully look like Two-Face. That's the makeup <laughs> artist in me. Like, I just have this dream that he's going to have these really elaborate scars um, and that it's going to further his crazy mission. Do you um, think he'll hybrid himself? Like, put he some might. of the zombie whatever in him in an attempt to... Shore himself up. I think he's very he's well could. I think he's kind of the epitome of human awfulness. Mad scientist. If you will. Mad scientist. Yeah. Um, he's I mean, he's probably is. not even really a doctor. <laughs> he just calls himself that. He doesn't have a degree. Yeah. He, he went online a- and filled out some <laughs> paperwork and got a diploma. <laughs> <laughs> doctor. Zombie doctor. Zombie doctor. But yeah, no, he's definitely still a threat to contend with, and he's responsible essentially for. Everything. Probably all of this. So I wonder if that gets out, if that could potentially make him a target as well. And he's probably looking for revenge and probably mm-hmm. still looking to harvest Murphy and all sorts of other things. Yeah. Well, Basically, yep. he's going to be our big bad once he actually gets his feet under him. Yeah. Assuming and he still has fridge. feet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, the, the thing that I'm, I'm looking forward to people seeing is that, because obviously, look, we all as a group have to just like, knuckle down, you know, put our heads down and keep charging forward and, and continue with this mission. I mean, that's, that's what occupies 90% of our beings, right? But these uh, conflicts within the group, it, it does continue to evolve, which I'm really happy about because otherwise, I mean, just from Mac's point of view, you know, if, if Mac just went through the whole season like, well, I'll keep doing this, but I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, that'd get pretty old after a while. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to people seeing kind of how things evolved, like, specifically with the relationships and and with the group as a whole. Michael, what are you most looking forward to fans' reactions to? We just got Michael's response. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Different Michael. Different Michael. The people who are listening to this on iTunes are like, what? I'm really going to look forward to uh, their reaction to our evolution of the zombie mythologies. That's a good answer. That is an excellent answer. Because with the exception of 10K, they're genre savvy. Exactly. <laughs> Side note: How great was it when uh, Addie took the drink away from 10K? Yeah, I was just, I was just like, give the kids moment. some slack. He's like a zombie apocalypse. He's like 18. You know that's legal in Wisconsin. Anyway, he's with his parents. They're in Wyoming. I know. Anyway, guys, thank you both so so much for for coming on to the show today. It was an absolute blast getting to talk to you guys about the first episode this season. Where can people go if they want to find out more about you and about your upcoming projects? Uh, Cassett ZN is the place to find me. And I'm uh, at uh, Michael Welch Act, you know, because I'm an actor. It's the same. I've done that joke every time, but it never works, so I'm going to stop doing it. Do you guys have any other upcoming projects you want to talk about? 
Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm going to be going to Australia to do a movie at the end of the year. Uh, Ooh, so I'm awesome. very much looking forward to that. But I think that's, yeah, that's, that's it for now. That's exciting. Yeah. And I'm writing an HBO pilot Sick. with George R. R. Martin. Very <laughs> nice. Wow. But we'll wow. talk about we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> That's exciting. Yes, please. Well, thank wow. you so much, Michelle. Where can people go if they want to find you? You can find me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen. It's super creative. I love it. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. I am on so many of the after shows, including. Um, and I just blanked on all of them. <laughs> Arrow, I know I'm on Arrow. Muppets and Minority Report are all coming up. I also write articles for The Movie Chick, that's Chick with two Ks, and do The Movie Chick News Show, which is streamed on Popcorn Talk. Yep, every Tuesday. And I'm Megan. You can follow me on Twitter at The Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz. Be sure to tune into those. I also write articles for The Movie Chick. And please watch The Movie Chick News Review Show every Tuesday. It's going to be fantastic, guys. Again, thank you guys so, yes, so much thank for joining much. us Always tonight. Fun, guys. Thank it. you to everybody on the hashtag and the live chat. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you all next time. We're from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.